listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Let me tell you about my company, Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc. 727-541-1741. I have over 35 years' experience with classic, vintage, sport, and racing cars. I do appraisals, consulting, and pre-purchase inspections. Before you buy your next rare classic, the car of your dreams, give me a call at Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc. 727-541-1741. Also, due to my 28 years' experience in the auto salvage business, I am very good with wrecks. So if your car has been in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call me at 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for lost value of your repaired vehicle. That's Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc., 727-541-1741. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Wednesdays, 7 to 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network, AM 1340. If you like golf, enjoy affordable golf at Magnolia Valley Golf Club, located on Massachusetts Avenue in Newport Ritchie. Play for as little as $15 after 2 p.m. The club has two beautiful courses to choose from, an 18-hole championship, par 72, plus another nine-hole executive par 33. Join their open leagues on Wednesday afternoons at 4 and Sunday mornings at 8. Call 727-847-2342 for tee times or visit their website, magnoliavalleygolfclub.com. What is the Italian job? Es eating chaos, es smashing $4 million. I think we can take that over, Roger. Go. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. You are tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I want to thank everybody again for tuning in. And run to your computers and flip on your computers to Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us streamed live on the Internet worldwide, okay? Hey, we had a great show for you tonight. A great show. Did I say that? My, my pronunciation's off sometimes. Hey, Lee, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I mean, great. You're Robert. doing great. <laughs> You got the same problem, right? I'm doing great. Uh, right, right. Yeah. Well, while we're yeah, since we're on a subject, that? That, that'll work. That'll work. That'll since work. we're doing, you're going to do British song. That we're was a British. Do, of course, it was an t- Italian job, but it's Michael was, Caine. Who's but great. that was the original one with Michael Caine. In fact, you know what? One of the guys in there, which a lot of people, you you remember the movie Chitty Chitty, Chitty Bang Bang, right? 
And what did you just chitty? Oh, chitty, oh chitty. chitty, chitty. I thought you said something else. Okay. No, no, no. Chitty, chitty, bang, bag. It came out in 1969. I remember the poster. I, okay. I, I, that's, you know, we'll touch it with a 10-foot yeah, pole. Had a little well-known guy by the name of Dick Van Dyke in it. But the toy guy in there was uh, Benny Hill of Benny Hill. Really? T- yeah. Well, he was also in this movie. He was the fat guy that said, oh, I like a big, oh, I like a big, make a big, oh, I like a big. And they were all joking about that. So that's who that was. And he's actually been in a number of movies, and people don't know that. They just know him from the TV show from the British series uh, Benny Hill, which is kind of, you know, Which became off-color. quite popular over it, here. It was. It was. It was very back. good. Anyway, we got a great show. Which we kind of g- tells you a lot about the mentality of the American people, but you probably liked it. Did you like Benny Hill? I love Benny Hill. You I like. I really Hill. truly enjoy British humor. I, I despise Benny Hill, but you ben, know, come on, it takes all kinds. It takes all kinds. Okay. Well, anyway, on that note, no, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, we well, got. Can I? I got, I got some. Go ahead. For go you. ahead. You're, you're going to play Heart Full of Soul. We're going to play Heart. I'm going to play Heart Full of Soul by the Yardbirds, right? That's exactly right. That's right. Now. Did you know Jeff Beck was a car freak, builds his own custom cars? Did you know that? I knew he was in the cars, yes. Yeah. And so is uh, uh, Keith Richards, and so is Bob Geldof. But Richards and, does, wouldn't know the, uh, like a, a, a ratchet You'd from be a, amazed. As a matter of fact, Brian Johnson of ACDC. Is, he might know what he's doing. He does. He vintage races and stuff. And one of these days, if I can persuade doesn't. his wife to let him come on the show, we'll have Brian Johnson on here from ACDC. Because he lives in Sarasota. But at any rate, he is writing a book called Rockers and Rollers, and he's doing two versions of that book. He's doing a British car version, or British version with British humor, and then to tone it down a bit for the American audience, the American readers, he's got an American version. Of course, I told him, I said, I would like to have the original British version because... I, I find that humorous. But at any rate, so back to our show. we got a great show tonight. we got some good music as usual, and we have a special guest this evening. So on that note, let's see if you can get that uh, AM radio well, working. So, 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 hey, Jeff, whip out the fuzz box here. The fuzz box, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. See if we can get that noisy thing to work. I think it's working. It's working. Listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'd like to tell you about Naughty Nancy. No, this isn't a story about a bad girl. This is a truth about a great place to eat and hang out. Naughty Nancy's Food Shack, located at 700 Eldridge Street in the downtown Clearwater area, is a quaint little place nestled under some huge oak trees serving great food and drink and a wonderful, friendly atmosphere. 
That's Naughty Nancy's, 727-446-3717. They have 10 daily specials as well as many different styles of cooking from Cajun, New England, Country Gourmet, and even Short Order. Prepare just the way you want it. So check out this groovy little dew drop in right on the trail. So jog up to her front door, ride up on your bicycle, drive up in your car, or pull up on your motorcycle. And visit my friend Nancy and place your order. That's Naughty Nancy's, 727-446-3717. Hey, mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars and you might get a free drink. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Car sent you. Okay, folks, we're back. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars live on Wednesday. Hey, our new time is 8 o'clock, although I keep forgetting. There. I got to do the ad, don't I, Lee? I got to revise the ad because the ad still says 7. At any rate, mm, yeah, we got to do that. But we, any can rate, have, uh, we can do that electronically. We, okay, actually. we'll do that. Okay, cool. Anyway, hey, let's go to a couple of live reads. Oh, yeah, don't forget, it's open mic night at Naughty Nancy's. So give her a call, make an appointment to go over there and stand in front of that mic and... Uh, Show yourself off. 446-3717. That's 446-3717. Where's Naughty Nancy's located? Right behind the studio here, a quarter of a mile north of Drew Street on the trail. Okay, a couple live reads. I want to thank my friends down there, Mark and John at Cop Cars Online. If you want a squad car, if you got a security system, or a security company, or if you just want a cool car that's uh, an ex-cop car, usually those cars are very well maintained. They're good cars. They put out some of the finest Reconditioned cop cars, squad trucks, squad SUVs, you name it, they got them. Give them a call down there at 727-536-2677. 536-2677. That's my friends at Cop Cars Online, John and Mark. And if you need flooring, give John Woodhouse a call at Woodhouse Flooring. That's 727-507-0255. Now, mind you guys, every one of these guys like Cop Cars Online, Woodhouse Flooring, and my other sponsors, and of course... They all have websites, so remember the names, go to the websites, and you can get all the information. Also, I want to say a special thanks to my friend Jim, or James, actually, at Auto Jim, because he is fixing my excursion because my right front spindle went out. Uh, hub and assembly. At any rate, and then I had to go up to a new guy I just met today. I want to thank him. And this is a guy at Gearworks. His name is Andy. And Andy, is his number is 727-784-0452. That's 784-0452. If you need your rear ends redone, that would be in your car, of course, you know, like your posies or your axle assemblies, front hub assemblies, rear ends, all that kind of stuff. Give Andy a call up there at Gearworks, 727-784-0452. And, of course, my friend Jim, James at Auto Gym, his number is 727-215-9537. At 727-215-9537, he's going to get my excursion back on the road so I can run around this weekend and dig up some... Create some ruts out there in the 4x4 path. Also, um, you know, since we're kind of a charitable charitable crowd around here, I want to tell everybody about the charity organization that I'm kind of fond of. And it's uh, actually a local company here. It's called Close to Kids. Okay. And their number is 727-441-5050. That's 727-441-5050. That's Close to Kids. You know, Close a child, change a life. Now, what these guys do, this is a really novel thing. Um, they take clothes, donations, and they provide two weeks' worth of clothes, uh, a clo- uh, like a wardrobe of clothes, for a child uh, for a school week. In other words, for one week's worth of clothes, twice a year, they provide a child with clothes. So if you've got men's clothes, predominantly, okay, because that's they we're running shortage of. Girls' clothes, there's a lot of it out there. But guys' clothes, you know, because guys, you know how we are. Matter of fact, one of the reasons why I'm wearing a cap tonight is because my hair's a mess, my shirt's tore up, my jeans have holes in them. So, you know, guys wear their clothes until there's no threads left, until we're butt naked, right, Lee? 
And, uh, you yeah. know, <laughs> anyway, so give my friends up there close to kids. Give uh, Marie, Martha, and Paula a call at Close to Kids. That's 441 5050, 441 And check out the website. Also, upcoming events. The big one this weekend. The big one. Amelia Island, March 10th through the 11th. That's up in Jacksonville, okay? That's where everybody's going, including our friends Jimmy and Stewie are up there. They're going to be doing live broadcast tomorrow at Maximum Motoring. So make sure you tune in tomorrow at 3 o'clock. They're live from Amelia Island. If my truck is done by tomorrow, I might make it up there. Um, anyway, oh yeah, a couple things going on. At the Bradenton Motorsports Park on the 19th through the 20th, a Muscle Car Nationals, okay? That's at Bradenton Motorsports. And, of course, the 17th through the 19th is the 12 Hours of Sebring. There's vintage races. There's Canon. Well, not Canon, but there's kind of like a sports car light racing. All kinds of cool stuff. So that's a fun weekend. It's the 17th, 18th, and 19th. All kinds of racing going on. That's a Sebring 12-hour race. Also, don't forget, the 25th through the 27th is the Daytona Car Show and Swap Meet. So for all you parts junkies, again, like myself, uh, we will be there descending on Daytona. At the big in, the big race, the infield, actually, at Daytona Speedway. And you can check out the new track now that they got it resurfaced. And that's 25th through the 27th uh, at Daytona uh, Racetrack. Also, big show, Rats and Rods at Don Gartlett's on the 19th. I forgot that one. The 19th of this month, okay? If you like old school hot rods and kind of that new kind of like uh, ratty rat rod look kind of thing, at Don Gartlett's up there in Ocala or just south of Ocala in Bellevue is Rats and Rods at Don Gartlett's. Okay, that's on the 19th of this month. All right? And that is pretty much all my little live reads for tonight. And uh, what else we got there, Lee? We got another song coming up? Song-wise? Well, we've got... Badfinger. Badfinger? Doing a song. That, now, what did I tell you about doing that? I said no nasty stuff I know, on the radio. Why would they call Why would, ba- they why would you come up with that name, Badfinger? Bad I don't know. It's I guess they heard it. Twisted. It yes. Okay, well, let's British fire up that. Yeah. Type of thing. Is that yeah. on AM radio too still? On that AM radio tape? Oh, the AM radio. The AM well, radio station, yeah. You want me to, the truth? The truth. No. No, it's there. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Unfortunately, I know this is an AM station, but my speakers, my headphones, Sound really, really good. But that's because we're listening well, to it. Well, it sounds real steer. good in here. Yeah, it sounds real good in here. You it know, sounds pretty good out there, right? Well, we get, yeah, I mean, what? Now I'm going to start talking, talking tech here. No, 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 don't get tech. Yeah, we, have, we, have a, we have a great board. Yeah, it sounds optimum in here, and we get it to the listener just as best we can. Okay. But if you want the best sound, actually, if you want great sound, you can listen over the internet. That's, that's true. We have, we have pretty good stream. Yeah, don't forget, and the, we and are. The, and, the, and the sound quality is pretty good. We stream at 48. 48K. Is that what it is? Kilobits per second. Okay, for all you uh, computer 48 people. 48,000 bits per second. That's in a lot. In your ears. In your ears. Yeah. Wow. So. Okay, well, dead. it doesn't matter because I'm half deaf anyway because the speaker was always on the left side of my car right, and the door, yeah. so I can't hear the left You're side anyway. You're working around loud, loud mufflers and stuff. That's like that. exactly right. Screeching tires and all that cool Straight stuff. Straight pipes. Straight pipe. Yeah, man. All right. Well, let's fire up this uh, next song and then uh, I got a couple more uh, things to say and then we're going to introduce our guest.
listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radiant Cars. I'd like to tell you about a great place to eat right on the main part of Clearwater Beach. Located at 333 South Gulfview Boulevard. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill has two floors of food, drink, and fun. They have daily specials, happy hour, and nightly entertainment. Their menu caters to seafood lovers as well as land lovers. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill, 727-608-2065. They're open in the morning for breakfast until 1 a.m. So stop by and visit my friends, Turtle, Eddie, and Polly, and all the girls and staff at Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill. That's 727-608-2065. Mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you never know, you might get a free drink. That's Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill on Clearwater Beach, 727-608-2065. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. As most of you know, I'm in the car business, and often I need cars towed. Well, Kotakis Towing has all the trucks and equipment to meet your needs. Whether it's long distance, short distance, or just around the corner, they can get it done. Kotakis Towing, located at 1141 Court Street in Clearwater. Also, they have a full-service repair and body shop to meet all your automotive needs. So give my friends Lefty and Joey a call at Kotakis Towing at 727-447-1952. And be sure to mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you might get a discount. Okay, guys, we're back, and you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and we're live. Hey, Lee, you know what? we got an anniversary show coming up here in about a month and a half, because we started the first show. It was May 13th, and on that day, okay, when we have our anniversary show, I'm going to let everybody know how I got tricked into doing this, but I'm glad I did, because this is my favorite hobby now, radio show, and I'm going to really try to take this to another level. And I always try to make an effort to kind of pick out all the right songs for you guys. I never play the same song twice. I try to find some really good stuff. And I always try to find some really good, interesting guests for you, okay? I'm going to mix it up here in the future a little bit over the summer. We'll get some local guys on uh, in the state of Florida, you know, maybe Pinellas County, Hillsborough County, Sarasota, and some of the other areas, outlying counties. And uh, so also another thing I'd like to mention, too, is uh, these sponsors, a lot of these guys are my friends, okay? And I've known a lot of these guys for a long time, done a lot of business with these people. So I urge everybody to go walk into Cop Cars Online, go into Woodhouse Flooring, Go into Auto Gym, say hi to James, Gearworks, Close the Kids, uh, Krabby's Beachwall Bar and Grill, the Rib Shack Barbecue, and say hi to my buddy Gito over there. Uh, let's see who else we got. Naughty Nancy's, of course, and, of course, Kotaka's Towing. So make sure you check all these guys out. Give them a call. Mention our name. Tell them that you heard it on Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And I guess you could say we're world famous because we're on the live on the Internet, right, Lee? Okay, at any rate, we've got a cool guest coming up, and just before he does, we've got this little clip coming up. And generally when I play these clips and the songs, they're usually relevant to the guest that comes on, And because I always have these pre-discussions of kind of like the music they like, maybe some of the movies and stuff like that. So we're going to try to enhance the shows in the future a little bit. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Send me an email. You can email us here at golfstreamradio at gmail.com, golfstreamradio at gmail.com. And, of course, uh, Always keep listening to the radio show. And you can hear the podcast. Oh, yeah. Don't forget our, pla- our past shows at Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Just Google Nostalgic Radio and Cars. A podcast will come up, and you can hear all the great shows that we've had in the past. And I've got pictures up there of some of our, uh, our fascinating guests. Okay, run that crib. Roll it! From the glamour capitals of Europe comes the exciting drama of the men and the women who live the passionate adventure of Grand Prix racing. James Garner, Eva Marie Saint, Eve Montan, Brian Bedford and Jessica Walter, dramatic new stars Antonio Sabato and Francoise Hardy, Toshiro Mifune, and the world's champion Formula One drivers. Now, Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, director John Frankenheimer, and Cinerama take you out of the grandstand and hurl you into the most exciting experience of your life. Hey! 
Okay, we're live, and you're back, and it's time to introduce our guest. Let me tell you a little bit about this guy real quick, though. He is affiliated with the Gooding Auto Auction out here in California. Actually, it's based in California. They do three auctions a year. They do one in California, which is a Pebble Beach. They do Scottsdale, which is a fascinating place to go because they got a whole bunch of auctions going on that week. And, of course, this weekend at Amelia Island. Now, what impressed me about this guy is he's young. Now, if you guys know me, I'm a little on the, I won't mention my age, but uh, I'm over half a century. How about that? This guy's. this guy could be my kid. He's half my age. Uh, at any rate, uh, it's really neat when you have somebody young that's got, that possesses the knowledge that this young gentleman has. And uh, I was talking to him earlier, and he's got, he really likes a lot of uh, pre-war cars. I mean, they're very interesting. And he likes a lot of uh, motorcycles, which is kind of cool, too. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Paul Hegman to the radio show. Paul, are you there? Yeah, hi. How are you? How'd I do? Did I do pretty good introducing you? Am I close? Yeah, it's flattering. <laughs> you sound better than I thought it was good. <laughs> well, cool. Good. Well, welcome to the show. Anyway, so let's get right down to it. You're young, and uh, that's cool. Yeah. And uh, so how'd you get into cars? I mean, that's really cool. I want to I get as many people enthusiastic about cars and young kids. My kid's 13, so he really liked cars. And yeah. uh, so go ahead and uh, give us a lay it on well, us, man. <laughs> yeah, for what it was for me is, as a kid, I was always, you know, tagging along on the events and car trips and stuff like that. And I'm actually a, a third-generation car hobbyist. Um, my grandfather was into it, and my dad got into it at a young age. And as long as I can remember, I've been going on old rallies and trips and, and you know, spent my weekends at car shows or, you know, local auctions, anything like that, just uh, swimming with my dad and looking at old cars. So. That's cool. Okay, so then, uh, so how did you get to where you are at? Well, actually, what was your first car? Uh, my first car was actually a '51 M38 Jeep. Um, Is that a military version? M38. Yeah, the military okay. Jeep. Um, and I was nine years old, and my dad and I bought this thing. We split it, uh, and it was just a, a cool old truck that we knew um, um, in the Seattle area because I'm from Seattle, mm-hmm. uh, and I had it for a long, long time and learned how to drive on it and everything, which I think was ideal because you can't go wrong trying to learn to drive on one of those. No, you can't, they can't hurt them. Yeah, indestructible. So. Well, let me ask you a question. Is it true what they say about you? So you're from Washington State. Okay, that's the yeah. other, that's exactly diagonally across from where we're at here in Florida. So you're at the other end of the planet here uh, as far as the United yeah. States is concerned. Is it true that a lot of the cars up in Washington do not experience a lot of salt or rust or anything like that they're fairly fairly solid cars out there yeah actually recently they started salting because we've had a lot more snow in the winters mm-hmm. um which is you know any car guy will know salt on the road is a bad thing right um but you know up until a few years ago it wasn't the case and you know oftentimes uh you know people always talk about california cars being really dry and solid and you know that's also the case with washington cars um you know there's just Unless the car's been sitting outside in the rain for years and years, they're usually pretty solid and, and you know, rust-free. So what about Oregon? I know Oregon has a lot of rain, precipitation, whatever you want to call it. Are yeah, Oregon? They yeah, they don't get as much snow either, and I don't know exactly what the case is there, but as far as I know, they don't salt either. Okay. Um, they may have started as well and more recently. But, uh, yeah, the West Coast is a great place to find cars. Do you ever are you familiar with that? Uh, and I talk about this uh, website often on our on our uh, radio show. It's called uh, bringatrailer.com. dot com. Are you familiar with that website? Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, but you know what? It's, um, what amazes me is that every time I flip that thing on, I have it on right now. I might get it here in a couple seconds. But you know, every time I turn it on, they find the coolest cars. And where are they? They're out west. They're in Oregon. They're in Washington State. They're in Idaho. They're in California. Probably California, California, yeah. California. And uh, it's just amazing the barn finds that are out there. And uh, I just think it's just uh, incredible, you know. And you just you, once in a while you find some in the upper Northeast, and you might find some in the Midwest. Rarely ever do you ever find anything in uh, Florida. But um, at any rate, uh, so some of the other cars that you've owned that you like, tell us a little bit about some of your other passionate vehicles that you're uh, that you interact with. Well, I've been kind of all over the place, and I just uh, you know, as a kid, I would find something new to get into and get the car, and then get all the books and really learn about it. Um, and I've had everything from, you know, Porsches to American cars. Uh, I've got cars that I had since I was 14 years old. as an old 71 Series 2A Land Rover mm-hmm. uh, that I did a restoration on myself, a restoration of the chassis. Car I drove to high school and all that and still have to this day. Um, probably the last car I'd ever sell. 
Uh, in high school, I also had a, a 66 Pontiac GTO um, that I drove around, and that was that was a pretty cool ride for, for high school. Um, and 356 Porsches and early 911s. So it's been a little bit of everything. Um, I kind of I did it as a hobby and also kind of bought and sold some cars when I was fairly young. Um, so it's uh, I like anything as long as it's got an interesting story and it's fun to drive. Well, that's good. Now, how did you get it? You, you how did you get into um, the auction thing? Well, actually, before I get into that, um, you did a little brief stint over in uh, or brief stint over in Europe. Tell us a little bit about that. Because I'm trying to, yeah. I'm tr- what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to give you as much exposure as you can, as I can, and then I'm trying to build you up here a little bit because you got a lot of talent, you know, and a lot of uh, a lot of credentials in the car yeah. industry for a young age. I'm impressed with that. That's good. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. It's uh, yeah. I, last year I spent um, eight months in Holland uh, in the Hague, working for a museum called the Laumann Museum, mm-hmm. uh, and at the man, it's a private collection, uh, and there's you know well over 200 cars. But it's a guy that um, is also sort of a second-generation car collector, and he has fantastic taste, uh, a lot of cars that are pre-1900, um, unrestored cars, but he's, you know, he's also got pre-war English double-decker buses. Oh, wow. So it's, it's a little bit of everything. Um, and he recently opened a new museum. So I was over there, you know, sort of helping him set up the museum from, a, uh, from kind of a car perspective. Okay, what's what's the, what's the newest car in his collection? When I say newest, you know, obviously it's probably fifty, sixties, um, maybe. Yeah, but. the newest car was he had, in, and I believe it was the two thousand nine series. Uh, he had Yarnold Truly's F one Toyota. F one Toyota. You mean the Formula One car you're talking about? Yeah. yeah oh, really? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, so it's a yeah really wide ranging collection. Interesting. Man, so that he, it was. Yeah, it was neat because it was the kind of museum that. Um, he he wanted to tell the story of the automobile, uh-huh. uh, and it yeah it was neat because you it it started out where you see these wonderful old carriages, uh, you know from the eighteen hundreds and some that are even earlier, and then it leads you into the early motor cars with Panards and Didions and uh, Benzes, and then it you know progresses through and shows you where car culture has gone and how the automobile has developed over the years and and the different you know from military vehicles to service vehicles and buses and trailers and all different kinds of things, but also a lot of, you know, performance racing cars and and great stuff, really great stuff. Did he have motorcycles in his collection? Yeah, he had motorcycles, too, okay. uh, to go kind of with every period. Most of them were, were pre-war bikes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of BSAs and, and some early Harleys and Indians and stuff like that. Okay, so he had a good collection. What about, um, did he have boats by any chance in there? Any marine stuff? No, no marine stuff. It was only really road-going. Okay, road-going. Yeah. Okay, so um, back to you now a little bit. How did you? How is it that you got involved with the Gooding Auction? Um, I actually, you know, my father and I uh, have always sort of collected and bought and sold cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've been... You know, sold cars at auction before, and we we had sold cars at uh, with Gooding and Company, um, and I knew David Gooding personally through the hobby, uh, okay. and we had you know similar similar tastes in cars and circles that we ran in, and and he had you know sort of seen me grow up through the years, um, and I you know had had been to many of the auctions. In fact, I've I've been to almost of the auctions that Gooding and Company has had, um, you know, even prior to working for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I just sort of got on his radar and visibility for, you know, being a young, enthusiastic person that, that knew a fair amount about cars. So what, it's, what exactly would your job description or your title be with, uh, uh, with the Gooding and Company? Yeah. Uh, I'm a Gooding and Company specialist, okay. uh, and we've got a handful of specialists, and what we're sort of tasked with is, uh, you know, we're the, we're the guys that are knowledgeable about the cars, and between the group of us, we, we feel we cover a pretty you know, wide basis of cars, mm-hmm. um, and we simply deal with clients both on the selling and buying end, um, you know, and work with them and, and advise them. Sometimes we do appraisals, uh, you know, and we even do private sales as opposed to the auction route. Okay. Uh, so it's just sort of 
the the face of the company to the enthusiasts. So by private uh, you know, by private sales, you mean if I have a small collection, let's say 20, 30 cars, and I want to sell just my collection, you would basically do a private sale. Is that what that means? Yeah, or or a single car. It's just if uh, uh, you know if it's a car that. Um, we feel would be sold better out of the auction setting or someone that chooses they would rather not take a car to auction. Uh, we simply, you know, take the car and, and sort of do a private brokerage type okay. thing. Okay, so you broker uh, cars, basically, for just as, yeah. in, in terms of a regular dealer capacity, so to speak. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. That's good. How did Gooding & Company come to inception? I mean, how did, it, where, how did Gooding & Company, I mean, when did it start, and how did the whole thing come yeah. about? Well, Gooding Company, David Gooding uh, has actually been with several other auction companies, and he got his start pretty early on, mm-hmm. um, kind of like I did. His dad was a was a hobbyist, um, you know, and he remembers traveling around the country. So his dad was a buyer uh, and worked with Hera Collection. So they oh, really? In Nevada? Went out, out there in, in uh, yeah. the Tahoe area? Reno? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so he went out, and they looked at, you know, some of the best cars in the world, and his dad had a had a Mercer when they were a kid, oh, wow. you know, Mercer 35. And yep. so he's always been around really fantastic automobiles um, and quickly sort of found his his niche in the business, in the auction business. Um, and just because of his his understanding of cars and, and deep-seated knowledge, um, you know, he progressed through the business. And in 2004, he was approached by the Pebble Beach Concord Elegance, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that th- they were looking for another auction on site after Christie's had closed their motor car department. Right. Um, and next thing we knew, Gooding and Company was formed, and they, uh, you know, they had their, their first sale in 2004 at Pebble Beach, and they've been growing ever since. And now we do, like you introduced, three venues a year, and, and uh, you know, more and more cars, and more and more people, more and more exposure. Yeah. Okay, now the, yeah, exactly. the Amelia Island uh, auction, you've got what, about 60, 70 cars going through that particular auction? Uh, we have 87 cars. Well, 84 cars, three motorcycles. Okay, and then let's say, like, by comparison, uh, Scottsdale, how many cars would you have going through that auction? Uh, Scottsdale is usually, like, 130, 140. Okay, and then Pebble um, Beach? is Yeah, it's also about the same. About Those the same. two are both two-day sales. Mm-hmm. So on two-day sales, we average, say, you know, anywhere from 60, 70 lots uh, per day. Okay. Um, and then, of course, our Amelia Island sale this coming weekend, this Friday, is a one-day sale uh, with 87 lots. Okay. Now, what you – because know, one thing I like about your auction, and I was looking at some of the cars that you got on here, some of your inventory, and you got some amazing mm-hmm. stuff. Most of the stuff you have is Highline Specialty Cars. So you guys pretty much scrutinize – because I had uh, one of the guys – I had Tom Crispin on from, from Meekum Auction – and, uh, yeah. and I also yeah. attended that auction. It was pretty good. It kind of reminded me of a better version of Cruise Auction, but they had kind of a good, huge cross-section of cars. They had some low-end stuff, and they had some medium stuff, and then they had a few high-end stuff. It seems like yeah. – and then the, the quality and the caliber of the cars varied. It seems like your auction kind of reminds me a lot of an RM auction. RMs uh, – and even back in the day, some of the Rick Cole auctions uh, used to have mm-hmm. pretty much premium-quality cars. So do you kind of carry on that tradition then, and you look for – like the exceptional cars? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what we do. And we, you know, when we're going into a sale, we kind of look at it as putting our collection together as being very diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes we'll have some supercars. We like to have really early cars, brass and nickel era cars, mm-hmm. um, great American classics, both pre-war and post-war European sports racing. Um, and what's nice is, you know, you, when you start to get a reputation um, in the in the business for having very good cars and for you know integrity and a good honest business and all that, you you know you have the the ability to sort of get get a lot of great cars and mm-hmm. we're we're offered a lot of cars and we have the ability to sort of pick and choose between them um, so we can sort of shape our auctions into being you know a collection of very high quality cars very diverse. Um, you know, but when when you look at it in in its entirety, there's some really great things that stand out in each spectrum. Um, you know, for example, in this this upcoming sale, we've got an XK120, um, and an XK120 is you know a, a fairly typical site at an auction. Right. But we've we've got an alloy car, a very early car. Um, you know, it was imported. It was the first XK 
imported into the U.S., and there's, you know, period photos of it with Max Hoffman at Watkins Glen, and it's got a fantastic history. And it's also a car that's been restored to an exceptionally high level. Uh, you know, so we like to we like to have cars where if someone's in the market for a 120, um, that that they know that it's going to be the best of the best. Um, well, yeah, I know you. I'm looking on your uh, chart here. So, for anybody listening, you can Google uh, Gooding and Company the auction at Amelia Islands this weekend. You can see, you can just kind of cast your eyes upon the inventory. I mean, I see an F40 in here, which is really a cool car, in my opinion. You've got an early yeah. Packard, the 36 package. You've got this Midland in here that's uh, about a 1911. You've got the AC Asica Coupe. You got a 70, a 68, 67, 68, uh, or 69 Riviera. You got the Harley motorcycle. You got an old knucklehead in here. Um, you've got a 36 Ford, you got a 250 or 275 GTB four, four cam. That's kind of a cool piece. Um, yeah, you got the sure. Allard K one, which is kind of cool here. You got an AC Cobra, which is obviously one of my favorites. Me being a big Ford guy and everything like that. You got <laughs> yeah. a Deluso, you got an early nine eleven. you got the Buick Skylark, you got a flat floor 61 Jag E type. You got a Gia, dual Gia. I see that in here too. Well, that's kind of a rare car, yeah. 1958. Matter of fact, that car probably most notably got its recognition because the Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., and all those guys used to drive those cars. That was the kind of the, yeah, the, the Rat, Rat Pack, Pack car. car. Yeah, exactly. You got a yep. Pantera in here, which is cool. 74 Pantera. I used to have one of those myself. Um, kind of a neat stuff. And then, of course, you got a 1905 Queen Model E light touring. I'm not real familiar with some of the, the early teens cars, you know, the brass yeah, um, cars, and you can shed some light on that. Um, yeah, yeah. The the Queen's a great car. It's actually the only known Queen in exist in existence, um, and it's a little 1905 Touring. And it, actually, I drove the car today, and it was an absolute blast. Um, you know, a lot of people tend to lean towards modern cars, it's, uh-huh. you know, because they're more usable. Right. And I just think this early stuff, the older it gets, and the more interesting it is to drive the the. You know, the more excited I get about it. Um, so I was really happy to get a chance to drive this thing today. And it's just, it's wonderfully restored. Uh, and was at Pebble Beach in 2005. But it's just, it's neat to see something like that, uh, particularly it being the only one out there, you know. What's the history on that car? Um, as far it's as not, it's... the early history isn't that well known. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made several models. There's the Model E light touring, which this one is. Mm-hmm. Um and they they don't think that they made any more than fifteen of them, uh, and the cars they started production of them in nineteen oh four. Is that American or British car? It's an American car. It's American car. Okay. Yeah, it, yeah. It's C H Blostrom Motor Company in Detroit, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and they're just they're they're really neat. They've got great details, but you know we have this thing out and running, and it's an external camshaft, and you can see the cam, and it's all really mechanical, you know, and you've got the the lever drive for forward and reverse and a little hand throttle. And it's, it's, it's cool when you see stuff like that, that it's so different. Um, and also you can really see the development of the automobile through these, these really early cars like this. Mm-hmm. Now you also have a 1914 Peugeot. That's kind of an interesting car. You don't see those very often, especially something that vintage. Yeah. yeah. The, and the early Peugeots, you know, are, are so highly regarded um, in the, you know, just at the turn of the century, you know, um, Peugeot those had first a, 20 years, Peugeot right. was very ahead of its time, and they had yeah. the, you know, the overhead cam, uh, Grand Prix motors, and, you know, a lot of people think of Peugeot as a sort of <laughs> 60s French cars, you know, with small CCs and all that. But early on, they were, you know, very high-quality, very large sporting cars and, and had great racing pedigree. Well, that was it, too. A lot of people forget that because, the, uh, like you said, the uh, turn yeah. of the century there in the early 30s, Peugeot, that was the car that raced in French colors, if I remember correctly, right? Which was blue in the French colors, the red yeah. uh, racing colors are blue. Yeah. So Peugeot, yeah. was uh, they made a lot of Grand Prix cars back in the day. Um, also, yeah. also, you got the uh, – why is the Lamborghini SV you got here? Why is it considered a prototype? What's the history on that car? So it's, um, it's the prototype SV. Uh, and the SV, if it's uh, it's either Sprint Veloce or Super Veloce, Super so Veloce, the, yeah. like the the ultimate of all the SV of the Miras, right? Um, of course, they came out with the Mira P four hundred before seventy one, mm-hmm. uh, and what this car was was you know they they had the S and the SV was supposed to be you know the super road going car, 
Um, and this is the prototype version of that. So you'll see some differences in the headlights and a few other trim pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and the interior trim is quite different with a lot of a lot of items that the production car doesn't have. Okay. Uh, and this is this is just a wonderful car. So it's you know it's the development of that you know the supercar that they came out with, uh, and they unveiled this car at the motor shows in this yellow color, uh, and it's been restored to a, a very very high standard. Um, actually, one of the best restorations I've ever seen, and, and particularly of a, of a Mira. Uh, so it's a it's a really cool car with a great history and and very complete and and all that. So. Now I don't know if you caught it, but on the beginning of the show, I played a little uh, track from uh, the original. From Italian, well, I did that, but I yeah. played the original Italian job. Now in that movie, at the very oh. beginning, remember what's his yeah. name was driving a Lamborghini. And they, yeah. uh, he crashed it in the tunnel, and then they shoved it over. Of course, you know you could see by the picture it wasn't the exact same car that crashed in the in the in the tunnel. No. But, but it, it'd be a yeah. darn shame. It was a wrecked Mira, or at least it looked like appeared to be one. But that's a shame. Um, some yeah. of the other cars you got on here. Let's see. You got a well. You got a 1955 MGTF. What's the story on that car? Um, that's a car I don't know all that well. Mm-hmm. It actually came in late today, so I haven't had a chance to check it check it out. Um, you're at a million island, I presume, right? You're already up, you're already at a million island, correct? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we're here and we've we've got all our cars on site finally. But it's uh, it's actually neat because we get here in the early days, um, and you sort of you know you spent so much time looking at these cars and going through the cataloging process, um, you know, and we we end up writing these descriptions, um, so you kind of you can't wait to see all the cars in person and. And when they all get unloaded, you know, you take one out for a drive and, and really inspect the cars and see what you've got. So it's a exciting time, actually. Now, when some of these cars, you know, like you mentioned, like the, uh, um, I'm not sure if it was the Midland or if it was the Queen, but you said that was at an auction a couple of years ago. So do these cars just kind of like get purchased and then hang around in the guy's collection for a while? Then he decides, well, you know, I think it's time to move on and go to another car. And then he just kind of like, these cars just like float around from collection to collection or museum to museum. Is that kind of... Like some of the rarest, well, the more unique cars, would that be a fair statement? Yeah, it's it's hit or miss, um, it? and it you know there's some people that are you know some collectors are the type of collectors that are just known to not sell. Mm-hmm. They never sell, never have sold anything, and won't sell anything. Um, and then there's some guys out there where their favorite car is their next car, you know, and they're you know they've had their fun with one and they're ready to move on to the next one. Or, you know, they'll get a certain model and they'll sort of refine their taste and, and move on. So it's a, it's a bit of both. Um, and what, what's really exciting about it is when you do get the cars that are, are you know, one-offs or very rare uh, and cars that just aren't on the market all that often. Um, and they stir a lot of attention because it's, you know, they're highly desirable and, and you know, items that are sought after and, and seldom seen. Also, I know. Some, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say there's there's varying things you know that that drive the market. Um, oh yeah. You know because some of them are are user based, some are you know for stationary collection based. So you you see you see it all to be honest in the business. You got a real nice '56 uh, Nobed on here now. One of my avid listeners always is a, is a big '56 Chevrolet fan. And uh, what's the story on that? Yeah, that's a cool car. It's it's really well done. You know, period correct colors. Um, and it's just, you know, it's iconic 50s. Mm-hmm. They've, you know, they've got a great look to them. I've always been a big fan of the Nomad. This car, um, you know, it's finished with that, that red with the white um, mm-hmm. white stripe. And I think they're just such a great look with the the rear panel with those slats on it and all that. You know, it's it's really interesting styling. What's the engine option uh, in the uh, engine and training package on this one? Uh, this is the 265. Okay. V8, Stand, standard or automatic? The, yeah, it's the two-speed power glide. Okay, cool. Hey, um, one. well, you know, you talked about the collection a little bit, and then uh, I just want to let you know we got a couple-minute warning here real quick here, Paul, okay. So, uh, yeah. but I'll try to speed it up here a bit. But so, you know, like a lot of these guys like to say, well, come visit our car show. It's like, a, or come visit our auction. It's like a car show. Does does Gooding and Company take that position, or how do you promote your show? Say, come to Gooding and Auction for what? To experience, to see some really cool cars. I mean, what's the big drive? Yeah. Not for buyers, but let's say for spectators to come and 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 check out a uh, Gooding auction. 
Yeah, it's it's absolutely, uh, you know, a, a Concours event, a car show event, um, and the cars just happen to be, you know, at an auction for sale that weekend. So it's, you know, it's a diverse group of cars. There's always some great stuff. Uh, you know, like a 1905 Queen being the only one, you know, what are the chances of seeing another one? Um, so there's there's really fantastic stuff. There's something for everyone. And auctions are a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're, I always enjoyed going to them as a kid. Uh, and, I, you know, one of, the, one of the car events that I preferred just because, you know, whether you're trying to stay in touch with the market, you know, and see what a car like one you've got at home is bringing, um, or you just kind of want to see what an auction's like. Uh, it's high energy. It's fast paced. There's great cars, uh, and it's just a you know it's a different type of event. Um, but I think it it has its its the perks in that it's it's lively and fun, and there's a lot of action going on. Plus, a lot of interesting people too. When you say that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a lot of characters in the room, and you know the the our auctioneer Charlie Ross is a just a really entertaining guy, a great guy. Um, and gets along with the you know the people in the room really well. Okay, and there's the varying bidders in the room that have their own personalities. So super. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Paul. I want to thank you for coming on the show. I got about uh, yeah, 20, 30 seconds left, but uh, and I it always the show always goes real quick. But nonetheless, I want to yeah. thank you for taking the time. I will hopefully see you this weekend. Thanks for coming on the show, and uh, I'll tell everybody to uh, check out Gooding and Auction, and we'll see you there. Everybody else. Tune in to Nostalgic Radio Cars next week, same time, 8 o'clock to 9. And tell all your friends, we got some really cool shows coming up in the future. we got some real interesting guests. we got some great events coming up. So everybody else, in the meantime, stay safe, drive carefully, and we'll see you next week. We actually, we won't see you. We'll, you'll see me, but you'll hear me. Take care, everybody.